Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters. My name is still Paul Madot. Looking forward to this episode. I have Jordan Pewdie. He is coming to us from the UK. Jordan, if I have this right, account manager at Close Brothers Motor Finance in Scotland. You got it. That's All right. Now listen, I have to ask you, how'd I do on the last name? <laughs> yeah, close enough. I've, I've heard worse, that's for sure. Puri, Puri, yeah. Puri. That's, that's it. Yeah. All right, good. Well, listen, Jordan, great to meet you, man. Thanks so much for freeing up the time here. Do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro, and then uh, we'll get into your episode here. Hello, everyone. It's, uh, it's great, to, great to speak to you all on the podcast. Uh, so my name's, as you heard, Jordan, and uh, I have been in sales for the last forever since I left school. So for the last 15 years uh, in various business development management and sales roles, uh, including account management roles, um, most recently with Close Brothers. I've just recently started a, a new role in the middle of a, a pandemic, which is of course you would. great fun. Yep, only natural. Um, and it's it's been an interesting journey to to get to this this point sales is uh often provides those kind of uh not so straightforward roads uh yeah. in our in our careers and um you know certainly no exception for for myself are you married father both yes both um in that order so i have a wife and three young children so i have a six-year-old boy four-year-old girl and a two-year-old had to think about that boy uh, as well so oh, it's uh yeah fun and games they are uh they're they're a good bunch they keep me going that's for for sure so jordan thanks very much for for allocating the time here i'm looking forward to you sharing your story you ready to go good to go all right we go back in time with these podcasts. Let's go back to, well, when was it? That late 2008, 2009, you know, you're at University West Scotland. You're still in school. Talk to me about where you were, call it 10, 12 years ago. And what do you think you'd be doing as you were pursuing your education? So I um, take it back ever so slightly further than that. Further. I was in India. So I spent two years as a missionary in in India. Really interesting time for for me. Obviously, I uh, wasn't in a career as as such. You know, I had worked for a, a couple of years in sales uh, prior to that, um, and within that period of time, uh, I really tried to figure out what I wanted to do, and rather naively. Uh, I felt like I had it figured out at that point in time. Of course. And uh, yeah, as as you do, you know, 18, 19, you think you've pretty much uh, got it sussed. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's an, an awful lot within that particular experience that has um, certainly added to who I am as a sales professional, lots of skills that I learned 
within that, uh, and, and maybe we can talk about that a little bit, but within that period of time, I decided to go and study uh, in in the States uh, at BYU in, in Utah. Um, and yeah, it looked as if the next five or six years of my life were mapped out for me. I came, I came home and uh, I met my now wife, uh, Melissa, within uh, a couple of months of being back here uh, and everything changed, you know, so all, all those plans got put to the, put to the side uh, and yeah, the rest is, the rest is history, I, I, I guess. Um, I've often thought back on that time you know what? What would it have been like? Did you make the right, the right decision not to go? Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how things went down. And so now you're in Scotland, correct? Yes. Okay. So now, at what time? How many years ago did you return back to the UK? Uh, so I left 2008 and came home 2010. Okay. So that's. 10 years. Okay. So 10 years now you've been back. And so did you go back to Scotland with a job? Did you have any idea what you were doing? Were you looking to, you know, figure out your career at that point? What, what drew you back to Scotland? Um, yeah, I came back to Scotland with no, no job, only the prospect of um, going to the States. So when I, when I came back here, I wasn't in a rush to, to get into employment. I thought, you know, I'll have some fun, mm. enjoy my free time before I, I start the, the school schedule. Um, I was due to start in the, the fall uh, semester. And uh, by August, we were pretty seriously dating. So I came home in the June by August that had happened. None of this was in the plan. Uh, and by November, we were engaged. So my life took a fairly um, different turn than, than, what I, uh, than what I had planned out. And previous to that, I had worked for a company here called Scottish Power, it sounds like some kind of political organization, but it's uh, it's an energy company. <laughs> it's, uh, um, so, yeah, I, I worked for, for them for a couple of years um, as, a, as a sales guy on the on the phone pr- predominantly with with that role. Uh, and that was kind of the the basis of my, my sales career. So it's all I had ever known other than doing that volunteer work in, in India. All right. So you're working at Scottish Power. For how long did you end up staying there? What was your tenure like? Um, so I, I was with Scottish Power previous to um, going to, to India for a, a couple of years. So from the age of six, about 16, 17, uh, until I left when I was 20. And then um, on returning home, I worked for them for again for for a number of years for about four years or so. So for the first few years of our, our married life and the first um, baby uh, as as well. So there was lots of changes within that uh, first career or, or or job, and that was an interesting uh, one as well because prior to leaving, I had um, I did really well 
it was a job that for a young guy, I was, you know, doing fairly well financially. Mm -hmm. I had absolutely no financial obligations as well, which made things, you know, even better. I thought, yeah, I thought this is life. It can only get go up from here. And on returning, uh, you know, I had a bit of a reality check in terms of, uh, yeah, what what's required to to run a house and pay the bills and all of those things that uh, come come with life uh, and, and you know and married life for for me. So so that was a, a an interesting one, and also having come from being you know, fairly successful. You know, I I found that I've very naturally took to sales. Um, Moving back into that environment was a little bit intimidating because I knew those same expectations were there of me uh, and I didn't quite know whether, you know, was I still that same guy? Could I perform to the same level? The role was different than, uh, than the one that I had done previously. Um, so, so that was definitely a growth period for, for me whenever I, I returned home from India. Okay. And so your, your second run, your second tenure with Scottish Power, uh, why did you uh, move on? Was it their decision? Was it yours? Uh, that, that was my, my decision. Um, I, I suppose I had been in that role for quite a while and gotten so comfortable in it that... Um, I felt like I needed a new challenge. Um, also within that role, it was very bonus commission oriented, which was great for a young guy, you know, who was ambitious and, you Single. know, wanted to, yeah, like yeah. that, that was great. And it was good fun as, as well. Um, but the reliability of the earnings, what, you know, maybe wasn't always was there. So I found myself doing, really long hours and you know working uh weekends and just doing whatever it took to try and make the money and uh life was kind of you know a bit Mm -hmm. of a a roller coaster because of that because one month we would be flying high and think this is great we've got you know Uh, and also we were young and a bit irresponsible as, as well as a young married couple so when the money was there we'd go and spend it and we'd have fun and when it wasn't there we thought oh no you know why did we not plan for for this time as if you know we didn't know it was going to come so yeah, yeah we I, I guess we wanted i felt like it was probably wise to try and have a bit more stability but yeah it was uh that wasn't necessarily the case it turned out and so where'd you end. go so I actually, I moved to a company whose name, I, I'm probably not going to mention the, the name, not for my sake, but just to out of um, kindness to the business because it wasn't a great experience. They are a small family run business. Uh, and, and so I, I, I wouldn't want to talk, you know, tarnish their their name from that perspective but it was a cleaning supply company and it was people who my father uh, and his role he's been a salesperson all his life and so has my my mother so it was kind of in my blood uh, I guess you could say and he put me in touch with these people 
and um, everything seemed to check out from my perspective. I was excited. It was my um, the first role I was going to have that was completely um, field based. You know, it was no kind of office, or at least that's how it was sold to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was pretty much that I was going to be going out there and, and selling. Um, on their behalf, so it was a, a range of services from chemicals and different cleaning products to, um, yeah, it was it was basically waste and and hygiene services with them. So Jordan, let me ask you this then. So you you leave Scottish Power, kind of your your nest where you knew you you make the mental choice. Well, listen, I I need something with a little more stability. You take a chance on this organization, and you realize it wasn't really what you thought it would be. You know, you're, you're married, you're a dad, you're still getting your career off the ground. How difficult mentally was that to realize that this new venture really wasn't for you? It was tough. And, you know, I realized fairly quick, um, this is in, in retrospect that I, I know this. At the time, I think I convinced myself that, okay, you've left this place where you were known, respected, successful, you did well, uh, in an environment I was completely comfortable in. All of a sudden, I found myself in an environment where uh, I was completely uncomfortable. There was very little trust um, there. And um, yeah, it was, it was really hard, to be honest. You know, it played on my mind. A lot of sleepless nights uh, in that period of time. Uh, and obviously having a young family now to provide for that added pressure um, to, to perform was, uh, yeah, it wasn't the most pleasant experience, to, to be honest. Um, Every lunchtime, almost every lunchtime, I would be on the phone to my, you know, whether it's my father or my wife or my mum, and, uh, you know, be having conversations like, I can't believe that I've moved here. How did I end up in this position? This time last year, I was doing this well, and now I find myself uh, in, in this really tough position. Like my hair was falling out, like it was properly. Yeah, a lot of know, stress, right? Stressful. Yeah, yeah. So, how long were you there, and where did you go? Not long. I was I was there um, just a few, I think probably four or five months. Mm. Um, and but the writing was on the wall within a very short period of of time um i mean there was a number of factors i can remember one meeting in, in particular and uh you know it's only recently that i've, I've probably have felt comfortable to speak about this because it had such a kind of profound effect on on me i uh i remember i was asked to go around uh you know an industrial estate a business complex uh to go and Door knock, you know, good old fashioned, yeah. face to face, old school, sales. very old school. This that was the theme of the company, and uh, and so I did that. I went to every single business. I spoke to all those all of those people, you know, varying degrees of of success and and conversation. Some people had absolutely no need for what I was there for, and uh, it seemed like a bit of an inefficient 
use of time, but I was asked to do it. And so I did it. And the next day that I came in, um, they pulled me into the office, these, uh, the, the owners of the company, and they sat me down. I felt like I was in trouble at school. <laughs> that, that, that was the flashbacks. And it was a barrage of, you know, insults and swearing and shouting and, uh, you know, in a professional environment, it's not really what you expect. It's, um, it certainly doesn't motivate you to get out there and uh, bust a gut on behalf of that organization. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, Yeah, and then add into the mix that already I was feeling particularly low. At that, at that point in time, what I really needed was, you know, some encouragement, you know, maybe uh, somebody to to kind of give me a bit of, of guidance uh, or at least to tell me that, you know, their path to, to success within that particular industry. But yeah, that was a real, it was a kind of shock to the shock to the system, you know, not that I'm pr too precious to be shouted at. It's not the first or last time that that's happened, yeah. but it was certainly uh, a, a real low point for me in my, my career. And so, uh, Let's keep going on along with your journey here. I know that you spent, so, okay, so wh where are we in your timeline now? What year are we in? So that would have been, I'm trying to think, so that's the year that my first son was born. So Jordan, you two, better remember that. Yeah, <laughs> 2012, he was born. So actually 2011, because Melissa was pregnant with, with Jacob okay. at that time. So yeah, 2011. All right. So let's fast forward a bit here then. Uh, I know that you spent uh, a fair amount of years at FedEx and, yeah. and I know that you, you almost five years there. And, and so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always interested when I speak to somebody who works for a global powerhouse and you have a couple mm -hmm. of different roles in, in your time there. So um, when did you join FedEx and what, did they find you? Were you raising your hand again at that time? What was that like? And I'd love to chat with you about your decision to move on from FedEx and what was behind that because uh, I'm always interested by that. So let's start with how did you find FedEx? So I had moved fr from that uh, not so great experience. I moved to an, a company called CCL Components. So an electrical components, renewable energy company, and they were fantastic. So it was a very contrasting experience. I had a great time there. Can't speak highly enough of mm -hmm. them. Uh, and so that was great. I, I regained my confidence. I was successful there again. And, uh, you know, I really got to, I think when you're in those um, positions where you're successful, that's where you sharpen your your skills the most because you've, you've got the freedom to, to do that. And so from there, I, I was with them for, for a year. It was a, it was a great year. I learned a lot within that period of, of time. Uh, and then I saw, I, I was approached um, by a, a recruitment company about a different job. And in the process of going to look for that job, I found FedEx. At the time, it was TNT. So another large global um, shipping logistics company who were subsequently bought by FedEx. And uh, yeah, I mean, that 
that experience changed my life to to be honest you know moving moving there I was actually warned by numerous people you know oh it's going to be really difficult and it's a Mm. cutthroat industry and uh, you know you're just a number within a great big organization like that and actually my experience couldn't have been further from from that in reality um, to be honest Paul it was uh Again, I, I came into a territory within my first role there was uh, as an international international account manager, and basically that involved looking after a portfolio of accounts with a large new business target attached to that, an expectation to grow the portfolio within Scotland uh, and win new business. So it was a very new business driven. Um, role and uh, I, I found a bit of a passion for it you know all of a sudden I found yeah. myself in a position where I was enthused by the role I loved the, the people that I worked with were, were great uh, you know I had my first manager um, Jerry uh, Erskine is his name is he was a uh, superstar for me he was exactly what i needed um at that that period of time i can't can't speak highly enough of him or what he did for for me you know i had the the freedom you know to to execute on what i knew i had to to do but at the same time that guidance and support was there for me when when i needed it so I felt a, I felt a real natural sense of accountability um, to him without him actively having to to push me mm. on that. Um, he was a it was a really effective management style, uh, in my opinion, and and it showed in the team. The whole team were were very successful uh, under him. So, yeah, that that was my first role within within FedEx, and uh, it was a, a great a great great time. I mean, within that position, that there were some real difficult times as well, which is interesting to note. You know, I'm speaking highly about it as if it was all kind of sunshine and rainbows, and it was far from that. We had a cyber attack within that period of time and it put us effectively out of commission for around three months but we really didn't return to normality for probably five months within that period of time our customers were having to go elsewhere we were being called in to do do jobs that were a million miles away from our normal role so we were finding ourselves in these hubs depots at uh, you know 3 a.m counting boxes filling out notes for the delivery drivers because all of the systems were down nothing was digitized at that time and you imagine an organization that size trying to run on pen and paper and paper right it's uh yeah it was it was a bizarre bizarre time but it brought us all that much closer together actually it was great. It was. It was actually. You know. It was a. <laughs> I'm sure it's not an experiment they ever would have done, 
purposefully because it cost them an awful lot of money. But um, actually learning what the operational guys had to go through and the, the kind of nuts and bolts of the, the business in a very practical sense um, was was great. It was the best thing that could have happened in terms of giving us that extra tool for to, to be able to sell with. Mm. And so you were at FedEx after the TNT merger FedEx brand for about five years, right? Yes. Yep. It take? Okay. Uh, congrats on it being a great experience and not listening to the pundits out there about this is going to be brutal for you and you took a shot on yourself and it worked out for you. So uh, was it your decision to move on? It was, yeah. Yep. It was, that must have um, been hard. Five years, global powerhouse company, lots of runway. To, to, I'm sure there must have been other jobs you could have done under the FedEx brand. And if you're enjoying it, what, why move on? Good question. It's still one I'm asking myself to be dead honest. Paul, I don't have all the answers. I mean, in a nutshell, although this this seems like a bit of a, a an easy answer, but it, it was money, you know. Mm. Um, it's one of those things that maybe we don't in these kind of in this kind of context we maybe don't talk about as as often. Um, because we know there's a lot more to to career and our roles than just the the financial element. But by this point in time, I had three young children, and uh, that's not cheap. And um, I had throughout my period the period of time of working with FedEx, I'd been approached by lots of companies because you start to take enough business away from other businesses, they they start to take notice, yeah. you know, who's this guy? And, and I had never shown any interest and I was approached by NNR and initially I had also no interest there. I had just a year previous to that been promoted within FedEx. I was managing the national accounts, you know, the largest accounts within the, the business um, and was enjoying that. It was a role that I, I really felt like I could exceed, excel uh, in, rather. And, um, yeah, it took NNR a number of months before uh, I, I seriously considered uh, moving. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't know. that. That's one of the things about uh, the decisions that we make. You don't always get to see whether you made the right answer or not and uh, or made the right choice rather you know i just had to trust my gut i spoke to a few people who i trusted and knew well um and uh, and i guess the philosophy was you know fortune favors the the brave that was kind of the prevailing sentiment in my mind Uh, and i thought okay if not now when let's uh you know make the this jump and and move to to NNR and that's that's what I did and then 2020 comes along and it's as choppy as the North Sea and and you decide to change careers anyways in the middle of a pandemic so father three kids and, and you said no let's let's give it a shot here so how did that happen man why okay so that's not quite what what happened in actual in actual fact so basically 
I, um, at the beginning of the the pandemic, lost my my job. Oh, you did? Uh, so, okay. So not entirely by choice, and that that was obviously a tough time. You know, it's, there's so much uncertainty. Uh, I could completely understand that lots of businesses were in a position where they were having to tighten their purse strings and pull yeah. back. You know, freight and logistics in particular, nobody really knew what was going to happen. But at that time, I was in a position where I uh, had been speaking to some other businesses, nothing serious, um, about potential opportunities. And I thought, okay, you know, it's no big deal. I'll just take one of those other opportunities it went again it was going to be an increase in salary and i thought you know this is a blessing in disguise and so i spoke to one of them i said okay you know that role we were talking about that i wasn't interested in well now i'm interested let's i'm interested well, please i'm interested yeah <laughs> yeah i played it a little bit cooler than that but inside that's definitely how i felt and so uh the, the sequence of events went like this. I accepted a, I accepted a role the day after. Um, they said, great, you know, we're happy to have you. We'll send out the contracts. They send out the contracts. And by the Monday, so the following week, this is at a point where every day on the news, we were hearing about some new restriction. The coronavirus yeah. was just this, was still kind of a new thing everything was developing day by day and all of a sudden they said we're really sorry we're going to have to postpone this by a few weeks and so I thought okay well that's fine it's just a few weeks and then within a week they called and they said sorry we're going to have to postpone indefinitely for the moment because we don't know so I phoned option number two and basically long story short they all ended up in the same position where they were saying we don't know what's ha- what's happening and uh, they, they had to pull back and so I found myself I mean uh, what a blessing it turned out to be but you know I was fencing so not the sport but building fences okay uh, with <laughs> with my cousin uh, who has his, his own fencing business, my cousin and uncle. And uh, yeah, it's it, that was a great experience. Something so different, manual labor, you know, it, it was, I wasn't partic- having to use my brain too, too much. I came home dirty and exhausted every single day yeah. and often bleeding. I'm quite accident prone, you know, so uh, it, was, it wasn't a great mix carrying cement and timber all day and a long. Hammer. Yeah, well, they didn't trust me with the hammer too often to be dead. <laughs> I, uh, I got a shot of the nail gun a few hmm. times, but um, yeah, they were nice about it, but I could tell they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this bit. <laughs> you, know, you, you just can't. You just carry the stuff, um, but it was it was great, you know. Um, some hard days, all weathers there out there, and it was a real. It was it was great to see. They were inspirational, you know. They'd be embarrassed to hear me say that, but mm. um, they they worked super hard. Their business 
has absolutely taken off in the last couple of years. So they, you know, it's great to see um, what some kind of hard work and dedication, what it can do for you. Um, and seeing them up close do that was, was great. But also, I would be lying if I didn't say that it also gave me some perspective, you know, so being able to not by choice at that particular moment in time, but step back, take a look at my career. What do I want to do? What's important to me in a business uh, moving forward? Um, and it just gave me time to kind of get my ducks in a, in a row. Uh, I loved in that period of time, what I particularly loved was not having to take problems home with me because mm. you know if your job's to carry things all day well once they've all been carried then you're done right um in sales and business development account management sometimes um you know depending on how disciplined i've been at any particular point in my life you end up finding that your work problems bleed into your personal life. I can't tell you how many conversations my poor wife has had to listen to (laughs) when I've come home from work. Something I think is really interesting and important. And I can just tell, you know, I can see her eyes glaze over like, okay, when is this story (laughs) going to end? It's like she's begging one of the kids to call her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, or faking a, a phone call. Oh, but you know, I better take this. Yeah, uh, I'm getting better at that. But um, yeah, so it, it was not by choice uh, that moment of clarity or perspective. But um, definitely, there was some good value uh, in it for sure. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you freeing up the time to be here. You've, you've had a fascinating story, different parts of the world, different experiences, some unexpected turns where you had this vision for what you were going to do. You met somebody special, took a complete 180. Here you are now, a uh, new job coming through this pandemic. You're a father of three. Just a pretty cool story, man. What, and a couple bumps along the way, as we all have, right? Yep, absolutely yeah. happens to us all. Well, good. Well, listen, I'll ask you this. Uh, Any advice or any feedback or any suggestions for anybody listening? If you had one piece that maybe has served you well in your life up until this point, anything you might want to share with anybody listening right now? Yeah, I think for me, what has served me best is um, knowing uh, my strengths and knowing what I'm worth. So both of them are kind of in, in and of the same thing to me. So I understand what I do well and the value that that brings to me and to an an organization. And um, if I look back at the times that weren't so great, if I had listened to myself and what I really knew, number one, I probably wouldn't have joined those organizations in the first place. Number two, in the instances where I had, I would have made the decision fairly quickly to Mm. move on. Uh, and not been ruled by fear, which is is what I was. Not fear of the of the companies, but fear of circumstance and not yeah. being able to provide. Um, and then on the flip side, and the more positive side, 
has helped knowing both of those things has helped me massively in the jobs where it has been a good fit because I've been able to go 100%, you know, pedal to the metal, just absolutely go for it and try and smash my goals and my targets, understanding where my strengths lay. For me, you know, those would be relationship building, persistency, like both of those things I know that I'm good at. Uh, and so I get the most out of them by by understanding that and not spending too much time focusing on the areas where I know I'm never going to be a superstar. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and then Gary V, like, he's a big kind of inspiration of mine. You know, I know a lot of people listen to, to him, but, you know, that tripling down mantra of mm. uh, sort of un- understanding what you're what you're good at um and and going for it that's worked well for for me awesome well jordan thanks very much for being here man it's been great to meet you and i've enjoyed you sharing your story thanks again man thanks for having me paul you're welcome all right everybody let's wrap this one up right now remember your intention matters why because that's the result you'll tend to get we're out of here we'll do it again next week we're online at at sore training and uh, be safe everybody Thank you.